my name is Teresa Hildebrand, and this is Organized Chaos. We take a deep dive into living with intentionality, focusing on what's important in our lives so we can truly feel our best. It may feel chaotic at times, but with a little organization, the right mindset, and a ton of self-love, we can still thrive. Join me as we talk to other busy moms and experts who will share tips and strategies to help you reach your goals. Hope you enjoy this episode of Organized Chaos. Now, on to the show. All right, welcome everyone back to our show. I am super excited for our guest today. Her name is Ashley Dunwald. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited too. And um, so who is Ashley? So Ashley is a certified life coach, a wife to a canine officer and a mom to a five-year-old son. She has been with her husband for 13 years and he currently works nights on the SWAT team and they live in Minnesota. So Ashley helps law enforcement family members stop letting the challenges of the lifestyle prevent them from living a life they love. She shows them how to experience less stress and anxiety and cultivate more peace and joy. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, Ashley, and also um, how you got into life coaching. Yeah. So kind of where I'll start my story for your audience is kind of right around motherhood. So I would say motherhood for me started actually about four years prior to even trying I'm one of those people who like, I read hundreds of books. I listened to podcasts every single day. I was going to have the most glowing, easy pregnancy and the perfect non-medicated birth and obviously have like the most well-behaved, happiest child. Of course. So that was my plan. <laughs> and you know how that goes. Yes. Um, so my pregnancy, I had hyperemesis, which is just like full-time nausea, lots of vomiting. It was not the fun experience for me. Um, and then my labor ended up actually being over a hundred hours. Wow. Yeah. It was a little, um, a little off of what I had expected. I wanted the non-medicated, um, birthing center water birth. Mm -hmm. I ended up going towards preeclampsia. So my midwives came with me to the hospital and they were comfortable doing a multiple day labor. Um, but it was definitely a really, really hard situation. Um, my son, when he did arrive, finally ended up being extremely colicky from like the instant he was born. So he was in the NICU food for two nights and they would just call me every two hours, 24 hours a day and say, he's screaming. We can't stop him. You have to come nurse him again. And we found out like later on that he had birth trauma. Um, he had a tongue tie. There are all these things going on. Um, but he was extremely colicky and did not sleep for more than two consecutive hours for his first year of life. Wow. Yeah. So that was just a really tough experience. My husband was at that time also working nights, four nights in a row. Um, and I mean, I was kind of at my wits end. I had postpartum anxiety, depression, and PTSD, but I think, um, that's when I found life coaching actually by just trying to find a podcast on getting your baby to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like I was looking at all of the podcasts on, um, getting kids to sleep. And I found this style of life coaching, which I've termed, um, coined the term thought adaptation coaching, um, to describe it, but I found this and it. Let me change my experience of my life without changing the circumstances, without getting my kid to sleep more, all of that stuff. So I just haven't looked back since I found it. And now I've gone and gotten certified and I'm helping other people kind of experience the same. 
Wow. That's such an incredible story. And it just goes to show how we, we can plan and we can imagine, you know, how things are going to go, but we have no idea what is actually going to happen. But then we, you know, like in your story, like you grew from that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It was a very traumatic experience, but from there you found a way to, you know, think about it in a different way and really like go out and help other people right from your experience. So absolutely. I would not turn back now, but definitely during it, it was really hard, you know? Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of, a lot of similarities with our stories. I actually had preeclampsia as well, um, at 27 weeks and you know, our son was born early. So we had to go through that traumatic experience of the NICU and my husband also working nights. They always seem to be Uh working nights at the wrong time. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you know, everything obviously doesn't, it's not going to be perfect, but um, it definitely is hard during, but we grow from that, which absolutely is is what life Um, is all about, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Ashley, uh, tell us about, um, you know, some of the things that you work with your clients on, because you, you do work with law enforcement families. Um, what are some of the common issues that your clients come? Um, yeah, great question. So a lot of the common issues, um, especially for the women is relationship with their body. Um, we do weight loss, but I create a protocol with my clients. So I don't have like a predetermined way that they have to eat. We come up with a way that we want to go about it together. Um, parenting is a very common one. And a lot of times parents will want something, a different experience for their child than their child is getting. Um, and that causes us a lot of suffering um, as parents. Um, fear of something bad happening to a loved one is a really common one. And life purpose and goal creation is another one. Um, and then one that I that generally people don't come to me for, but that always comes up, I find, is intimacy in their relationship, which is a super fun one. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about that, because honestly, um, I don't hear a lot about that. Um, and I think it's it's obviously important to mm-hmm. discuss it. Uh, it may seem a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, that's some of the things that we do need to discuss. So how, how do you, how do you help with that? Yeah. So first of all, I normalize it. And I think, especially if we're talking about um, the law enforcement kind of world, um, there's a lot of things like scheduling that can kind of add in another layer of obstacle potentially So I think normalizing that um, other couples are also experiencing similar things to to you. And even if like a lot of people will think the frequency that they are having sex is much lower than everyone else out there, that may not be true. So there are plenty of marriages that people are fully committed, um, devoted to each other in love and just not being intimate for whatever reason. So I think normalizing that it makes sense that you kind of have ended up in this place, but that you can change it. Mm -hmm. Um, and we can use intentional creation to, um, find something that you and your partner want to go towards instead of just staying where you're at or letting it get even more disconnected than it is. Right. And then what are some of the issues, you know, like kind of like the byproducts of, not having that intimacy. And, and I know that you said, you know, the, the frequency is not 
it doesn't mean that, you know, people aren't in love or, Mm -hmm. um, it, it just so happens that maybe their schedules are different and everything like that, but, but what are the common issues that can pop up from not, you know, kind of making that a priority? Well, what I see a lot is resentment towards your spouse. And then also like this difference in like low drive and high drive partners. And people think that you should have the same amount of like drive, And that's pretty um, inaccurate. (laughs) We tend to find partners who are actually kind of different in that area than us. So I think um, that's one of the things that I see. Um, Yeah, I think those are kind of the the common ones. Mm -hmm. And does it seem like, um, you know, in the in the law enforcement field, does it seem like the the whole scheduling um, issue is is really kind of like the biggest problem or what, what do you find? Yeah, I would say scheduling and then just disconnection. There seems to be like kind of this, um, potentially blame that, you know, things have kind of gotten disconnected. They see their love life as having kind of fallen apart or gotten off track, but then we're kind of blaming the other partner and wanting the other partner to be the one to kind of do the work and to re-engage and Mm -hmm. to change it. Yeah. And that, you know, that could be a lack of communication. Mm-hmm. We, always, we always think like, well, they should know, but right. you know, yes. like, it's not possible. Like you have to, you know, verbalize it because right. you know, your partner doesn't know what's going on in your head. So yeah, communication. Yeah, they, they do want the mind reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like what I say for these, for couples is one to schedule it first of all, and then everyone gets kind of upset because they think that means that it's not going to be romantic because we do have this idea in our culture that um, spontaneity equals romance, which I just want everyone to throw that out right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, if, um, someone wants to increase the frequency, I would say, put it on your schedule. Like one, agree with your partner to the frequency that is desired Two, make a little step towards that. So if you want it to be three times a week and currently it's every other week, let's try every week. Mm-hmm. So take a small step, agree on it, put it on the schedule, whether that means it's a symbol. Cause you don't want your kids to know you can use kind of a little phrase like a zoom appointment or an it appointment or whatever. Code <laughs> yeah. Code word that you want. Um, and then yeah, rethink the idea that spontaneous equals romance and find other ways. What does think about what does make it romantic for you and how can you create that? Um, and then be willing to feel a little bit of discomfort and a little bit awkward. Like if you're willing to feel a little bit awkward to kind of create the intimate life than you want, um, you're going to have more success. If you're not willing to feel uncomfortable or awkward at all, then you are not going to kind of get reconnected or get past where you currently are. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we're talking about, um, specifically, you know, couples in law enforcement, but this is something that's obviously common. I'm sure with any couples when, you know, especially after kids, Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Do you find like that is a really big issue after kids? Yeah. I don't know for you, but like postpartum was just a weird experience trying yeah. to feel your body again and like get back to who you are. 
Absolutely. I think that's a big one. And I know for me, like I did a little bit of the thing where I was the mama bear with my son and kind of pushed my husband off. Like he couldn't take care of my son as well as I could. And then I resented him for that because I was exhausted. Um, And I don't think I'm the only one doing that, but it did kind of put this obstacle um, as far as our sex life where then that was hard to work around and get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that. And I know that you had said, um, before in our conversations that you work individually with the couples, you, so you mm-hmm. work with them together. So how does that, how does that work? Let's say you are talking to these couples individually mm-hmm. and this conversation com- comes up about intimacy. How yeah. do you coach somebody through that? Yeah. So really it's just finding the thought errors that they're having about the situation. And then I just kind of show them lay out, here's what your brain's currently thinking about the situation. Um, and then in what ways is it just making things up? In what ways is it telling, is it telling you a story that's not serving you? Like, do you want to continue thinking this or is there a different way of thinking about your situation mm-hmm. that would get you what you want? And so I'd kind of just let you do the work to you know, I'm like your guide showing you around your brain saying, here's what's going on. And then they get to decide individually because relationships are based in our own head, really. Um, So they get to decide how they want to interact with their spouse and how they want to interact with themselves too. Yeah. And, you know, you said thought errors. What are some of the common thought errors that will pop up? I mean, for women, I think a lot of it is just about their body. Like, And it's making these assumptions like my partner doesn't think I'm attractive. I'm not sexy. There's other women who look better. They probably want someone else. Like we're going into our partner's brains about their fantasies and weaponizing that against Mm -hmm. ourselves. And I think society obviously doesn't help in this situation. Um, And then men being like, well, um, feeling rejected if their wife isn't in the mood, mm-hmm. like because I'm here and I'm being a good husband and I'm attractive, like she should want to be with me. So probably some of it for them also is not feeling attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's like this whole rejection where like if her libido is different after kids than it used to be, that's because of him somehow mm-hmm. instead of that's like her own hormones or her own um, thinking that has changed. Yeah. There's so much that could be going on that it can, it can seem overwhelming, but, um, you know, I love the fact that you're able to coach people through that. We're talking about intimacy and there's, you know, people can be intimate in different ways, right? Absolutely. Yes. Specifically to you know <laughs> sex. So how can like, let's say, you know, there's a couple that, um, hasn't been intimate in a while and they want to try to communicate with their partner about it. But, um, you know, there may be other ways that they could kind of lead into that. So what are some of the things that you would say could help with that? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. So what I would say is if they can maybe sit down with their partner, we'll first just come up with one to three of their core values, things that they really value in life individually, Mm -hmm. and then come together. And, you know, even if this is like a 10 minute thing, if they have time for say, here are my top, you know, two or three core values, and then listen to their partners and then try to find a way that they connect on those levels. So if it's like generosity, um, can you just potentially pack a lunch for your spouse or make the bed in the morning or make them a coffee or give them a shoulder massage. If it's faith, do you want to like 
pray with them? Do you want to discuss your desires and your hopes and dreams for them? Um, you know, if it's connection, can you just try to, when you're passing them in the kitchen, make it a habit to like put your hand on their back gently? Can you try to hold their hand on the car, even if that does feel awkward because you're not in that stage anymore? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways of just kind of getting more connection based on your core values. And I think then it feels um, really authentic to you if it's something that you already value. Yeah, I love that. And um, you're almost kind of um, talking about like the love languages. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense. Um, we actually just had a podcast about that. Um, oh, I love that. I read that book and it just has made a huge difference. And even when you say, you know, maybe putting your hand on them or, you know, just writing them a note, if you know that they truly love that, like that's kind of like, and, and it's almost like you're, you're courting each other. Again, yeah. And then just kind of, you know, not, not to say that that's going to lead to Right. Uh, you know, intimacy, right. but you know, you're, you're trying to kind of reignite that the, the relationship that you probably had when you first got together. Right. Absolutely. Cause it's so easy in the beginning to just think all of the positive things about our spouse or about your, you know, partner at the time. And then we kind of get bored with it and our brain shifts towards switching all the negative things. So those are some of the ways, like, what did you do in the beginning when it was really fun and easy and how can you make it kind of easy and effortless and fun again? Mm -hmm. And I love the idea of like notes, if words of affirmation, you know, are your, your partner's um, love language, then those notes are really easy to just leave a nice little note for them somewhere. Yeah. And it's especially so if your schedules aren't connecting too. Oh, that's, that's even better, you know, because you know that they're thinking about you, Yeah, like, you know, it, in the law enforcement field, you know, uh, you know, being married to a police officer, it's like, there's a period of time where you're just passing ships mm -hmm. and, um, it just, there, there can be a disconnection for a while. Um, but I think, you know, all of these, these are awesome ideas of how to, you know, get, get started again and kind of, you know, reigniting that, that relationship. And, um, you know, there's so many things that you can do. I know that we, um, found something like the, it's called the adventure challenge. Okay. There are ideas on, I don't know if you've heard of it, but they're just little ideas on dates. Like maybe oh, yeah. it could be a mini date or, and we actually found this during quarantine. Okay. We thought, okay, how are we going to do this? <laughs> you know, we're here with the kids. But we found ways we got creative and that, you know, and then we found the five love languages. So there was a lot of little things that we found and tips and just things to do that just kind of really helped us get that connection going again, because yeah. there's different times in, in our lives, you know, when we um, have kids, when, you know, a pandemic happens, <laughs> or, you know, just life events that we don't expect. Um, that can disrupt kind of that flow. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. So, um, you know, what is uh, the best tip that you can give, um, you know, the a law enforcement spouse or, you know, any um, partner or mom that um, is listening right now to, to really help them kind of just get something started? You know, maybe they've been having this thought in their mind, um, you know, what, what would be the best tip? I think it would be just decide how you want to show up 
as a spouse ahead of time. So whether if that's like waking up for the day and deciding, you know what, I'm sick of being so perfectionistic or I'm sick of being kind of a downer. I just want to show up and be playful today and then see kind of how you can make that happen and just kind of picking the mood or the attitude that you want to show up like in or out of the bedroom um, and just kind of exploring that. A lot of times we get stuck in this is who I am instead of today, like I can experiment and I can be playful or fun or lighthearted. A lot of um, my clients, that's kind of what they're going for. They get a little bit heavy, um, perfectionistic. We kind of get into the drudgery of the daily lives and schedules. And we really want that like fun, playful, light, joyful aspect back. And we don't know how. So I think if you just decide that you're going to show up in that mood or attitude, then you, it's possible. It's very possible for you to do that. And it's, I guess it's kind of getting past that thought of, well, maybe this isn't how I am. Like it's not my personality. Yeah. Thinking about it in a different way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So, um, is there anything else that you would want to, um, talk about, or maybe something we didn't discuss that you think would be really important for for the listener? Sure. I think um, one thing is just defining what success looks for you in terms of intimacy along the way. So we're not going to let the world and social media tell us what a successful sex life is. That's a good way to not get there. (laughs) Um, So for yourself, just decide, does it mean that I am just going to make a physical connection, whether it be a handhold or a hug or whatever, two times a day or once a day, or, um, you know, just define what is success. We are going to plan a time to be intimate together and we are going to show up and it might be a little bit awkward, but that's okay. As long as we showed up for that, you know, scheduled quote appointment, like that is success. So however, whatever stage you're at, just defining ahead of time, what success looks like to you, because otherwise your brain's just going to tell you when you go ahead and do it, that it wasn't enough. Mm. Yeah, we definitely need to define what success looks like for us. That's I I think that would that's the best advice um, you could give. So I love this, Ashley. This is so much fun, and you know it's a topic that doesn't get discussed um, often enough. And yeah. I'm glad that you came on here to give us your wisdom. Um, how can people get a hold of you if they would want to connect with you? Yeah. My website is thinbluelinelifecoach.com and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok um, at thinbluelinelifecoach. And I also made a little printable freebie for your listeners on my website. So right now on desktop, you can just click and print it. I'm working on figuring out how to do that on the mobile, (laughs) but I made this like cute little printable for people. If they just want to kind of get started, um, it walks them through creating an intentional intimacy plan from wherever they're at currently. That is awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. And Hey guys, you know, please connect with Ashley. She has so much knowledge and um, so many great tips and thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. It's been such a joy. All right, everybody. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and I will have all the information here in the show notes with the printables and all of that good stuff for you guys. All right. I hope you enjoyed this and we'll see you next week. Hey, if you love listening to the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple podcast. 
On iTunes, go to the show and scroll to the bottom underneath ratings and reviews and click on write a review. Thanks so much for listening and tune in to our next episode.